made on Zencaster. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron, and I'm here with Josh. Mate, you sound like you've been talking all day. What's going on? Oh, no, I'm sick. I have a oh, oh. have a cough that's very annoying, and it's made my voice all fucked up, so... Plus, there's that brain thing. Oh, yeah, I'm dying as well. Yeah, yeah well, so... Aren't we all? Aren't we all? This is an episode <laughs> of the show where we talk about uh, Captain Marvel. Specifically, this episode is the one where we talk about Captain Marvel in this podcast where we rank Marvel movies. That's right. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel, and then we're going to rank it. We're going to tell you what we like and didn't like about it. Uh, that this is was the a, general premise of this show, yes. This was the 21st film to be released by Marvel Studios for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Despite the fact that this movie takes place before and was released before Endgame, it was actually filmed after Endgame. Um, this uh, Because they shot Infinity War and Endgame together and then... Yeah, it makes sense. Look, it's yeah. hard to coordinate that many stars at once. Exactly. Uh, it's hard to get people in the same fucking place. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, the film was the first from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have a female lead, and it was released to cinemas on International Women's Day. Um, Joss Whedon wanted to make a Captain Marvel film in 2014, but passed it for... He, wanted, he made Age of Ultron instead. Wow, that was a fucking mistake. Mm. But I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, <clears throat> given everything that's happened, maybe, maybe for the best. Maybe for the best. Uh, Catherine Winnick, Natalie Dormer, Emily Blunt, Katie Sackoff, Yvonne Strahovski, and Rebecca Ferguson were all rumored to play the title role. Natalie Dormer, wow. Can we just imagine that alternate universe for a moment? All right, done. Most songs yep. <laughs> featured in the movie are sung by 90s female singers. Desiree, No Doubt, Garbage, TLC, Salt and Pepper, among others. That almost sounded like a, a sentence for a moment there. No Doubt, Garbage. <laughs> and then it just went into random words. I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> right. these are bands. These are band names. I should know. I was born in this decade. Exactly. Can this you name? my time to shine. Can you name three song titles? I can. I can name uh, Just a Girl. Mm. I can name Crazy on You, which is not a 90s song. It is, in fact, a 70s song. All right. And I can name Come As You Are, which is not sung by a female from the 90s. <laughs> All right. So just one of the one of the female songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can only name... Title. Well, I mean, uh, I'm Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage. Ah, oh, there you um, go. There's Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. That's in there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, TLC. What's the fucking Salt-, Salt and Pepper song that's in there? I can't even think. What a man, what a man, oh, what yeah. a man. Yep. And, I feel like there's uh, also Desiree's an R.E.M. song. You Gotta Be. <clears throat> um, maybe. Oh, and uh, 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 Hole, Celebrity Skin. That's in there. Yes, that's the credit song. Yep. Good. Many good internet... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good soundtrack. Uh, there, th- there was a bit of controversy with this was movie. Was there? No, really? There I don't remember that at all. 
All the uh, things I don't recall users... about this fucking movie can fit uh, an entire warehouse. <laughs> many internet users were belligerent towards the film's perceived feminist agenda and political correctness uh, because Brie Larson had previously spoken out against underrepresentation of women, people of color, and people with disabilities among journalists and film critics. This caused a flood of negative ratings on several review sites, including IMDb, weeks ahead of the film's release. As a result, Rotten Tomatoes changed their policy to no longer accept reviews and ratings for a film that hasn't been released yet. I mean, that's just good common sense but also that just not make sense before yeah belligerent is fucking underselling it there was a fucking Mm. hostile environment on the internet speaking of 90s songs um it's and it's still going every time brie larson is mentioned anywhere oh some fucking fucking incel shit lord gets his fucking he arcs up and he's gonna be like she doesn't like men debate me um i'm a man and she doesn't like me I mean, look, I don't like you, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You being a man has nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, okay, look. The perceived feminist agenda here, <clears throat> it, it is a, like, upon watching the, the first time, you can tell that it's, you know, got some things to say. It's a bit on the nose with a lot of that. And the fact mm. that it was released on International Women's Day, a, a fact that I forgot. And also, <laughs> this is timely. This is like a week removed from that is when we're Exactly, that yeah. Now. Good time. Totally intentional. All intentional those weeks we had off uh-huh. between fucking we Black waiting. Panther and yeah, this was all planned. Yep. Um, yeah, look, it's ob- there's obviously something there, but like that's not a bad thing. No, movies it's not. can be about things, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. If you want to see a movie with a dude, go watch any other movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the thing that always gets me about this sort of thing is like, oh, the women are taking our things. Like, guys. There's like a million. Go watch John Wick. Yeah. Go watch literally any other Marvel movie, and you're mm-hmm. being catered to. Unless it's Black Panther and you're white, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But even then, you can enjoy it. <clears throat> no one's saying exactly. that you can't enjoy these things because you're not, you know, black, or because you're not a woman, or because yeah. you're not. Like, do you have superpowers? Are you unable to relate because you are just a normal man? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. People I'm not going to get on a soapbox here. Fucking uh, fans were a mistake. That's all we Fandoms know. Fandoms are the worst thing that ever happened to anything. Especially the website. Fuck that website. Oh, yeah, fuck those guys. Pay me. As a, a, a large portion of this film is set in space, and presumably because the Kree use similar technology, the iconography of location, displays, font, and coordinates within the film when shown on screen is very similar, if not identical, to the location displays from the Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yeah, I dare you to try and make sense of that shit. I yeah. I looked at the numbers for a second. I'm like, I can't. I don't fucking. I'm glad they have a name there because I could not possibly. <laughs> uh, Stan Lee passed away while the film was being edited. As a result, Marvel Studios put together the special opening logo to honor him. He has a special um, you know, fanfare. Marvel fanfare. I, a thing beginning. I completely forgot about. Um, yeah. And I did get a little bit choked up watching. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Oh, Stan Lee. Yeah, I remember him. I miss that guy. Good times. Now, let us... Well, well, we could talk about if we like it or not, I guess. Oh, yeah, you want to do the, little, the preamble? Do you like Captain Marvel? Did you like Captain Marvel before you rewatched The first it? time I saw it, I walked out and I was like, that's fine. It. Yeah, I had a good time. 
Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it mostly. Like you know, it it was a fine Marvel movie. Not one of the best. Not one of the worst. It's just fine. And um, on rewatching, um, I wouldn't say I hate it. <laughs> it's oh definitely. God. It's just. It's still fine. Yeah. But but I've also just noticed things and just um, there's just things that annoy me about it. Um, that we'll get to. I'm interested to see what those are because my opinion has very much not changed. It's still, you know, highly watchable, very <clears throat> enjoyable, mm-hmm. uh, but also like it's not going to occupy any brain space for that long. Right. Um, at the time when it came out, sure, because it was this fucking touchstone of a culture war and it was like, God, mm-hmm. you got to pick a fucking side. But now I'm like, Captain Marvel's good. I like Captain Marvel. There's there's a lot to like there. There's a lot to just completely forget. There is the potential to like Captain Marvel. <laughs> it's but there's very little in this movie that <laughs> that points to liking Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a weird <sighs> way of saying that for sure. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk now about the plot of this movie. Uh, from uh, a synopsis that comes from the fucking ether, because fuck that website. This synopsis comes from my brain. Oh god, it's going to be full of spelling errors. Not really. It doesn't cover. Uh, hey, wh- whether I read it or not, it's going to be full of spelling. Yeah, errors. Yeah, no, that's the fun part. <clears throat> For a long period of time, two alien races, the Kree and the Skrulls, have been in constant war with each other. Since the Kree are the ultimately superior species due to their technological advancements, the Skrulls have been numbered down significantly to the brink of extinction. The Kree Empire continued to attempt to wipe the Skrulls from the face of the galaxy. In 1995, in the height of the war, Vers... Is that Veers? what they, v- they Veers? Call Veers. Veers resides on Hulla. She has constant nightmares that haunt her, mainly consisting of an aircraft crash on a foreign peninsula and watching a woman being murdered in front of her by an unknown scroll assailant. She also remembers this as the earliest memory of when she gained her powers that allow her to shoot photon blasts out of her fist. Veers now trains with Yonrog. I'm sorry. It's just so dumb. Just you're, the intonation you're bringing to this is making it much more entertaining. I appreciate it. I'm trying. I'm so tired. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to like be a bit I'm, more I'm upbeat than I actually feel. Oh my god. Aiming to become a member of Star Force, although Yon Rog believes she is ready. The supreme intelligence, the artificial intelligence that rules the Kree Empire, figures otherwise, but nonetheless allows Veers on the team, which consists of Min Erva, Korath, Bron Char, and Atlas. <laughs> you could just say Atlas. No, no. It's got a I mean, hyphen I'm, there. They do say Minerva as in just straight up. Minerva in the film. It's dumb. All right. That's that. That that is that uh, intro sequence. Um, Uh So. Hey. Yeah. Nothing like an opening dream sequence to spoil a central reveal of the movie, huh? Yeah. uh, hmm. Yeah. No one's watching that going, oh, this must be just a dream. 
this obviously isn't something that actually happened to her. Like, how often is a a dream that starts a movie just a dream? Exactly. Never. But also, there is one thing that I have to... I guess... I don't know if I respect it or not, but I gotta give props that, like, they do this little dream sequence. They start off on that cold. They give you no context at all. Mm -hmm. And you see snippets, uh, just enough to kind of, you know, work out what the deal is. Yeah. But they also throw in a completely incorrect uh, part of this dream slash memory, right? Yes. Yep. And I don't know if it's ever explained where that part of that memory comes from. I know my brain has sort of justified it in the way that it does, and you people listening know how I do that for this fucking franchise. <laughs> but, like, you know, they, they see a scroll in the, in the dream memory thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, hey, we'll get to that eventually. May not I, actually have been part of the memory. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like, you know, when you have uh, trauma, you have memories. Maybe you... Uh, everything sort of gets mashed up. Everything gets mashed up. Maybe maybe the things, things in your memory um, you think happened that didn't actually happen. Sure, okay. Uh, well, like, the, the thing I like about this, because it's not necessarily the fact that they give you this, uh, like red herring i guess it's well no it is that they give you this and it seems like a really obvious thing to figure out like oh yeah this is clearly her backstory she's you know landed on hollow with amnesia doesn't know who she is this is clearly her backstory and then sets it up for you know things later down the line which are arguably one of the more interesting parts of this movie Mm -hmm. i like that bit sure um Hull is like a rad cyberpunk cityscape, but it is very yellow. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very yellow and and blue. They they got mm. they got the orange and blue in there. It's you know just, what? It's like, like looking at colors, a Marvel right? poster. It's like looking at any movie poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Viz is a bad name. Need to put that out there. It's, it's so like, fucking. It, I hate it's it so awkward. much. It does not roll off the tongue. Uh, it's bad. It's a bad name. There's a reason that she is called Viz. Yes. That reason is dumb and stupid. I agree. Absolutely um, agree. I don't like Cree Computer Goo. Not a fan of that. Mm-mm. No, definitely not. Um, oh, and Yonrog says emotions are bad and distracting, which thematically mm-hmm. that tracks with what his character is and what this movie is. Sure. Um, there's this little fight sequence here where they're, they're having a chat Absolutely zero chemistry between these two people. I fucking this is so boring. Watching them together, I have I give zero shits. Yeah, um, yeah, you're not wrong. Between oh god, Jude Law and Brie Larson, not a whole mm-hmm. lot of chemistry there. No, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But it they is. also don't share that much screen time, so it, I'm not sure it affects my enjoyment of the film that much. I guess, but like if you're having a scene where they're fighting and they're you want people be- to having sort banter. of have emotions and like some sort of feeling toward one another. <laughs> exactly. Totally, totally. It's just like feels like they're just saying their lines to each other as they're fighting. It's not it's not great to watch. Yeah. Um scroll's bad. Mm-hmm. The synopsis sort of buries the lead here. Uh, by saying that the Kree want to fucking wipe the scrolls from the universe, which doesn't sound great, 
But the Kree are all like, no, the scrolls are bad, though. Scroll, scrolls bad. Yes. Uh, I mean, okay, so in the comics... The scrolls but, are bad. <laughs> yeah, but so are the fucking Kree. Like, they're, yes, they're both that is also bad. true. They're both just fucking terrible God, civilizations uh, that are but, just warring with each other. But do the Kree, <clears throat> you know, the, the Kree get the benefit of having a handful of characters who aren't complete, you know, dickbags? Mm-hmm. Any, like, scroll of note is specifically a scroll super weapon that's been made to kill the Fantastic Four or some shit. Right. Yeah. You are right. Um, and also, like, <coughs> the inherent sneakiness of having a species whose whole deal is that they shapeshift and you mm. know impersonate people yeah. it's kind of it's kind of sketch um yeah also i mean scrolls it sounds like skull it's a bad thing <laughs> sure <laughs> um, weird lizard people yeah i mean they so yeah like korea more um you know uh, technologically advanced they use their technology for weapons and things and then the scrolls are more uh cunning and and sneaky yeah, relying on their, you know, natural gifts rather than technology. And also the Kree right. are just, like, kind of normal-looking people, but sometimes they're blue. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, the movie really hammers home early that uh, the Kree are the good guys, because they say they are. Mm-hmm. And they're also the, the pretty people, so, like, you gotta like them. <laughs> right. Don't, don't fucking... These people are weird fucking reptile ballsack chin people. Don't, don't <laughs> like them. Yes, correct. Uh, yeah, well, it, yes, it's obviously very one-sided at the beginning because we're looking at it from the perspective of uh, the Kree. But, uh, and, and there's like a lot of standard movie stuff, like visual language to just be like, hey, these are the bad guys. Duh, look at sure. them. My name's Skrulls! <laughs> I can't get past the fact that their fucking names are like one letter removed from just being Skulls. Mm-hmm. So the supreme intelligence is interesting. Um, be more interesting if it was a big dumb sword on face. It would be. That would be. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. Like, what is the idea between it showing you the person you respect the most? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why. I mean, it's highly manipulative. Mm, it is. Like, imagine. I, I can't think of who the person you respect most is. Um, probably no one, because all your heroes turn out to be trash, right? Right. Yes. So, exactly. Imagine it's imagine it's me in there. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just talking shit to you and telling you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd, I'd absolutely not listen to you at all. Exactly. Like, it has <laughs> to be someone that you can respect, right? Yeah. Surely it's an authority thing. Which begs yeah, the question why someone with, you know, some kind of amnesia would see anyone. Uh, yes. Like, why would she see someone who a past for like version of her had respect for why would she why would that matter i don't fucking know this person i imagine so i guess she's been going there and and um she's been seeing th- th- that person mm-hmm. and she's older woman yeah and like like she knows she has a dream about her mm-hmm but she's not like questioning. She doesn't ask the intelligence, "Hey, why are you picking this person?" Or, like, well, it stands to reason that the the intelligence isn't picking it. It's just like a subconscious thing on the part of the person viewing it. 
I guess. Okay, so like, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I get that. Like, um... Oh, fuck, I can't even... I can't even think of it. I'm too tired for this. God. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Go on. Forget I said anything. (laughs) Um... I like the Cree uniforms with the glowy blue eyes and mask. Yeah, they they make them all look more traditionally comic book Cree when their faces and shit are like blue lit. Yep. Except for the one that's already blue. Right. Yeah. Or the two, I suppose. Which weird seeing uh, this again because I completely forgot that Minerva is played by um, an actress who will show up again in the MCU later. Correct. Um. So that's that's a weird thing that we'll touch on in. Fucking, I want to say 10 movies time. Probably not that many. No, not that. Probably we like do have TV eight. shows to go through. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 10 episodes time. Give or take. <laughs> sure. Uh, Yonrog gives the Star Force a briefing to rescue a Kree operative named Solar. God damn it. <laughs> Yonrog informs the team that Solar has been captured on the planet Torfa. Yon-Rog instructs the team to perform an incursion on the planet so Veers and the rest of the Star Force land underwater and use their suits to reach the surface. Soon they realize that the Torfin natives are Skrulls and that the mission was an ambush. Veers is abducted by Skrull General Taylor, Ta- 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 Talos? They, they call him Talos. Talos, disguised as Solar, who kidnaps her to a Skrull spacecraft while the rest of the Star Force retreat. On the spacecraft, Talos gains access to Veer's memories from various points in her life. Veer's awakens just as Talos unlocks her memories, revealing that he wants information from her pertaining to a light speed engine. She orchestrates an escape with Talos, Norex, and two other scrolls in pursuit, crash landing to planet C-53 in brackets, Earth. God, Veers is such a bad name. Like, you can see it's spelt V-E-R-S, and it's just, it, like, I if anything, it should be Verse. Yeah, yeah, or Verse. Yeah, I feel yeah, like right. Verse at least, like, rolls off the tongue better than Veers. Yeah, Veers is just annoying. Um, I guess, it, like, at this point of the movie, it hasn't been made explicit that this is uh, set before 90% of the MCU films. Right. Um, but seeing Korath, the uh, pursuer, without mm-hmm. his metal junk in his head... Yeah, uh, and seeing like references to the accusers and stuff. I guess that's like a neat way of telling us that without telling us that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't spell it out. Um, uh, I like the little glimpses at Carol's sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah, she's doesn't a smart us. She doesn't show it enough in the movie because she's kind of just a blank slate. Um, she's she has no. This is my this is my main problem with Captain Marvel in this movie. Mm. She's not Captain Marvel. Uh, she's she's just a just a thing. She's like just an object, and then all of the characters around her make the movie move forward, and she follows them. And then uh, she she beats people up every now and then. And then it's she has no personality because she doesn't know who she is. Like, yeah, I mean, look, she gets to be kind of like a wisecracking smartass sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe not enough. I don't know. Like, the Marvel movies enough, I agree. kind of have enough of that. But you can't just, like, dip your toes into that pool and not dive in completely. Yeah. 
which is kind of what they do. They don't really commit to any like strong character stuff here apart from, nope. you know, she is confident. She cracks wise occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's physically strong and has a yes. lot of like power behind her. Right. But um, yeah, I guess like determined isn't the most compelling character trait. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they like land on. Right. And you are right. A lot of the plot is basically just her going going places and doing things because either happenstance has put her in these places mm-hmm. or because other people are like, okay, let's go do this then. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not ideal. I get the sense that because this is Marvel's first like female-led film, they kind of mm. wanted to play it safe. Maybe, maybe, but it's I. She yeah, just like doesn't it. have much of a personality. It's just, she's just a blank slate, and then just like she, she's very much all business until about let's say near the end of Act Two, um, and then she gets to be a bit more, you know, of a person, but not that much more. Right. Um. Also. I don't know if this is just me, but a lot of her lines specifically don't feel like things that a person would say. Okay. Uh, like, they, they feel very much like someone is reading a script mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, conversing and having dialogue with other people. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, I do love me a Blockbuster. Do- yeah, who doesn't love Blockbuster? Oh. I miss Blockbuster. And so I miss, you... yeah, video stores. Video time... rental. What a time she, to be alive. She fucking ruined that true lies standee, though. <laughs> yeah, she did. Get fucked, Arnie. Have you seen that? There's a true lies series on Disney+. Plus. I've heard. I've seen. Uh, my TV has told me this, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. weird. That is weird. Um, Not as weird as the suit-assisted mohawk that uh, Veers gets. <laughs> Why does a suit do that? I don't know. I like the mohawk. It's cool looking. Um, it is. I do like the suits. They mm. are like the very heavy green has like it's obviously a reference to the OG Captain Marvel costume, but it's not quite there. We do see mm. a reference to that suit later later on. Yeah. Um. So wait, like they just don't give Veers a gun, which seems fucky. She's got. Fist fist guns. Yeah, which they don't trust her to control. <laughs> they put like a fucking obedience disc on her neck. Right. And are like, hey, control it or else we'll take your powers away. The, the the powers that we totally gave you. We'll take those away. I don't know, man. Meanwhile, everyone else gets fucking cool guns. Like uh, Minerva gets a cool sniper rifle. Uh, Jude mm-hmm. Law's character gets his weird gravity fucking glove shit things. Yep. I don't know what the deal is with them, but they're cool and they're unique yeah. and everyone kind of gets their own thing. One guy gets to just run around with guns akimbo. Uh-huh. Which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. That first scroll uh, reveal is a cool moment. I like that. Which which one? Where uh, the guy who's running around guns akimbo comes up to stop oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. shooting uh, mm-hmm. some of the scrolls before yeah. they know that they're scrolls and he's like, they're refugees. It's fine. And then she looks down the scope and sees him there. Yep. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a neat reveal. You know, it, show off their good. powers. 
Um, how do you feel about character backstory via inverse, like in-universe mind reading? Uh, um, <laughs> it's fine. Really I, I just, it's just like, I, I, I don't know. They want to. It's like they they don't want to keep anything a mystery. They want to spell it all out for you really early on, and then and then they spend the rest of the movie having her figure it out, even though you already know it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, I I know exactly what you mean. Uh, they they <laughs> literally spell everything out and show you everything that's ever happened to her, and then she has to spend half an hour than figuring it out for herself, even though she also saw the visions. She was there too. Like <laughs> She had to be there. That's the whole thing. Exactly. So In <sighs> fact, she's reliving them. They there is a cool bit inside like the, the memory rewind where mm-hmm. she's reliving a specific thing and is like looking at one memory from different angles within it. Yes. Like she's in those memories. She's inhabiting herself in those memories. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a weird thing. I do like it conceptually as far as like, uh, what's the the word that I'm trying to think of? My tired brain is just not, it's not coping. What are words? What are words, if not noises we make with our mouths? Uh-huh. All words uh, are Exposition. Exposition. It's like, it's like a weird, like kind of neat way of doing an exposition dump, but we also don't really need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you said, this can all come later. The thing yes. is that they reveal all of this to us mm-hmm. as the audience. Yes. And then Captain Marvel herself has to go and figure this out. And it's like not the most compelling thing to watch. It's not. But then like these memories do reveal things or like hint at things that aren't revealed until later on. And those things are interesting. Yes. Hint but the actual like-, like Captain Marvel part of it is just like, we get it. We can see everything that's happening here. We mm-hmm. know clearly she was a human on ER. Yes. yes. Uh, likes driving go karts, I guess. Uh huh. Like crashing. Yeah. While um, while crazy on you is playing in the background, it's fucking hype. <laughs> yeah. God, I love that song. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, there's clearly parts of uh, her Air Force training, or at least you know being Air Force adjacent, Mm. talking with other pilots, going to bars with pilots. Yes. Like, none of this is all that hard to put together for the audience. and It's not a mystery. They're literally spelling it all out. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that hard for the character to work out. No. I guess they have no frame of reference for Earth, which I guess is how they're explaining it. Mm. I don't know. It's a a weird thing. Hey, man, some scrolls look really fucking alien. (laughs) Yeah, like like some of them are just obviously. You notice those two work in the console, and they're yeah, kind of like lizard lizard ape men. Yeah, like that one has really buggy buggy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, most of them are like just regular, like look like people in makeup. They're just regular yeah. humans in makeup, and uh, like really these, good like makeup. It looks nice, yeah. but like some some dudes are just real fucking alien looking. Yeah, crazy looking. Uh, I wonder if those are like references to early scroll designs because that's what they look like to me. Yeah, maybe. Could um, be. Talos is charming. He's a charming dude. He is. He's he's Aussie as fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, he is. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that he's just he's just just a chill Aussie. He's Ben Mendelsohn. It's, it's that's him. Yep. He's, he's just, just being himself. Green lizard face on. He's not doing much acting in this movie. He's just he's just got makeup on. He's just being like a charming, charismatic guy. Yep. Who can shapeshift? That's it. Um. That one scroll gets fucked is the note I have here. <laughs> and it's in specific reference to uh, Viz's escape sequence <laughs> on the scroll ship. Yeah. Where we don't see it happen. We see we hear the punch from off screen and you just see a scroll right. fly past the corner and hit the wall in the corridor of the ship. Yep. And he just leaves a fucking impact crater. Yeah. That guy gets fucked. Absolutely fucked. Uh, any thoughts on the action in this escape sequence? That's fine. Yeah, there's some fun <laughs> stuff. There's like an interesting shot as like a camera's sort of zooming in down a hallway and you see her framed by the hole. I, I like yeah, that shot. There's, it doesn't there's, show a lot though. Some of the action's very uh, by the numbers. Mm. Um, there's not a whole lot of like fancy camera work or anything. Uh, actually, like it's kind of a lot of it's handheld. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's. Um, a lot of it feels just kind of handheld and shaky, but uh, yeah, nothing really of note for me when it comes to the action. Uh, which, so I guess it's it's also not bad. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's, it's I'm not watching it going. Oh yeah, this is. Terrible. I will say I, I rewound like just to double check a couple of things. I'm like they're not like cutting on impact. They're not mm, doing that. Yeah, exactly. So you know, that's good. Good yeah. job. Veers and the Scrolls crash in Los Angeles while Talos and the Scrolls assume the role of surfers on a beach the next day. Veers crashes through the roof of Blockbuster Video in the middle of a shopping plaza. After a brief communication with Yon Rog, learning she will be stranded on Earth for the next 22 hours, she attracts the attention of S.H.I.E.L.D. after a night shift Los Angeles Police Department officer reports her in. What? These aren't even alien words that you're saying now. You're no. just having trouble. Attention of S.H.I.E.L.D. after a night shift, Los Angeles Police Department officer reports her in. Okay, maybe that's not the best sentence. It's maybe a bad an alien sentence. did write this. Yeah. Nick Fury and Phil Coulson are led by R. Keller. That's a, that's a bad name. <laughs> I was going to say R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want that. No, R. Keller, not a good one. Arrive at uh, Los Angeles to interrogate Veers, dismissing her Cree authority and her claims that the scrolls have arrived. On Earth, the interrogation is interrupted by one of the scrolls. Veers gives chase to the scroll on a subway train, but the scroll evades her and escapes amid a crowd at a train station. Fury and Coulson give chase to Veers, but Fury realizes the Coulson was actually abandoned at the shopping complex, and the Coulson sitting passenger side next to him is a second scroll imposter. The two have a scuffle, and the scroll is killed when the car crashes into oncoming traffic. Uh... Yes. So, Blockbuster, love that. Uh, that's a good way of, you know, setting our time. Maybe not our going, time and place, yeah, yeah. but being like, hey, it's if you've seen a Blockbuster, you fucking know when this is. Mm, exactly. Sometime between, like, mid-90s to mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. You got a 10-year period to work with there. Um, I like that she lands between the family and the drama sections, because if we know anything about me in the MCU, I love familial drama. <laughs> uh-huh it's just for you it was just for me uh fucking how many years in advance 
14. No, mm-hmm. that can't be right. Four years in advance. Sure. Yes. Good. I forgot what years were for a second there. Um, the scrolls inhabiting like the same form as they come out of the surf. Just yeah. being like, no, this one's taken. It's mm-hmm. fucking embarrassing, man. One of us has to change. Not the greatest morph there on the scroll, I gotta say. Uh, the effects there weren't amazing. Um, I don't actually, know about that one specifically. The actual like transformation effect looks painful. It does, yeah. They don't make it look like it's a fun time. No, it's not Mystique um, here. No. Uh, there's actually like a few CG, like fully CG character shots in this movie that look kind of dodgy. Uh, and actually, there's a hologram. Uh, Veers is a hologram talking mm-hmm. to Yon Rog. And yes. um, she's fully CG in that hologram. That's not that's not footage. That's not just a recording made blue? Nope. That is a CG Brie Larson. Huh. Um, and it doesn't look amazing. I can't say I was paying too much attention because I did not notice. The the easiest way to tell is just the fact that her mouth moves weird and also oh, wow. uh, her hair is kind of stiff looking. <laughs> I don't know. It's, right. It's not great looking, but... Um, and then, and then in the next shot, uh, you see uh, Yonrog like in the palm of her hand, mm-hmm. floating around, and that's just like a just a two D image. It's just like <laughs> just following your hand around. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Amazing. Um, um, but yeah, Earth is a real shithole. I will say that. Yeah, no, I can't. Ag- I can't agree more. <laughs> it's it really is. Uh, Yonrog, visibly concerned that Veers is on Earth, uh, kind of gives the game away a little yes. bit. Yes, yeah. Like, when he hears where she is, he's like, motherfucker, god damn it, god damn it. <laughs> this is bad, this <laughs> Having, is bad. Oh god, fix it, fix it, fix it. <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot Coulson was in this movie. Until- I also did. <laughs> I was Those like, oh shit, right. effects, man. They yeah. are quite good. It's very good. They, I mean, they, they're, they're obviously more so subtle on these point. guys. Yeah, they've maybe, done it maybe so not much the ones at this on Sam point Jackson. That, uh, they, uh, they, they've nailed it down, and it, it, yeah, on both yeah, of them, yeah. it looks really good. Um, yeah, it was cool to see. It's cool to see Colson back. You know, God, I miss Colson. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's. It's been age. Like we, we've watched all of these movies since his death scene. And, uh, yeah, he shows up again. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, right. I, forgot. I mean, this was, like, the time to do it. It's not like you're yeah. going to have any other weird exactly. mid-prequels in this series. No, never. Nope, not once. Not once. Um, if nothing else, like, Viz doesn't have much of a personality, but I do appreciate the punch-first, ask-questions-later attitude. Sure. I like how she just immediately tries to explode scrolls. He, she is a, um, what if Captain America had even less of a personality? We've already discussed how much personality Steve Rogers has. He does. But like (laughs) in the first, in the first Avenger, Uh you know, he wasn't there yet. He, he wasn't, he's, he's, he's very much just like the do-gooder, Good guy, you know. Sure. That's that. That's his his personality is just I'm gonna do the right thing all the time. And then and for the first half, first two thirds of this movie, Captain Marvel is not even that. She is just I'm doing my job, lady. 
<laughs> right, exactly. It's She's just- all about. You ever meet those people who are like their personality is their job? Those people uh-huh. suck. They sure do. All they talk about is <sighs> work all the time. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. Um, um, we have our Stan cameo. Yeah. Okay. So Stan Lee here is reading the Mallrat script. Yeah. Um, now, when Stan Lee makes his cameo in this movie, he's re- seen reading the. Uh, a script for Kevin Smith's Mallrats and reciting the line, trust me, true believer. As revealed on Smith's YouTube page, Stan's health was in decline at the time and he could not muster his trademark enthusiasm. So the producers actually looped in Lee's unused audio from Mallrats. Oh. Oh, I'm which sad is, now. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but yeah, like it, so that, that those line reads are actually from Mallrats. That's that's cool, but I am ultimately saddened by this trivia. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck, man? Uh, but hey, you know what? An old lady gets punched in the fucking face, so that's that makes up for it. <laughs> the little grin before she gets it yeah. too is really funny. <laughs> My note here is something very funny to me about this action sequence where our hero beats the piss out of an old lady. She really goes to town on a motherfucker. <laughs> she does. It's really good. And, like, all these random people on the train are, like, grabbing her and trying to get her off. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I can totally understand that. She's <laughs> beating the shit out of an old lady. <laughs> this is a bad look. Uh, the MCU needs more trains. Uh, this, oh, yeah. Not enough trains. Obviously, more, more ch- train chases. Not, not um, necessarily train chases, but action yeah, yeah, train chases. are fun. Age of Ultron had one, and it was one of the cooler things in there. It's true. Why is it a train or a bus? I forget. It's, uh, there's a train. Uh, Ultron gets his heart ripped out on a train. Yeah, no, it is definitely a train. Actually, yeah, that's also weird. That's weird. Why even bother shape shifting at this point? This this scroll gets found Does out as the old lady, and then and then just changes into someone else and runs away. Like it, you've been found out, bro. Just yeah, the gig is. The, gig, the jig is up. The jig is up. Wait, is this like a gif? Gif? I gif? don't know, man. My first impulse <laughs> was to say it? gig, but I think I might just be tired. Uh, good to know you'd go with gif instead of gif. Of course I'd go with gif. I'm good fucking stuff. a reasonable person, man. Exactly, exactly. Um, I like <laughs> the, the guy, like the scroll clearly makes eye contact with her as mm-hmm. he changes into someone else. Yes. And it seems specifically to misdirect her. I don't know if this is the intent, but it misdirects her into like going after someone else on the actual train platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe this was all a, a, a well-organized scheme to confuse her and just he changed into someone else as soon as he was out of sight. No, I think it just stays as that person running along the top of the train. And then what? There's just someone else who is like conveniently dressed exactly the same and she goes after that guy and not the scroll? <laughs> I don't think so. No, because she spots someone on the train platform who's wearing that stuff. And that's why she grabs him by the shoulder and turns around and it's just not the same guy. Well, it's after they get off the t- train. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 
Colson Shaw is thorough in his evidence collecting. He's like he's been in there in that blockbuster getting his evidence for the last twenty minutes, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh shit, everyone's left." He didn't, didn't even notice. hear the car leave. <laughs> no, where'd everyone go? <laughs> uh, no, silly, no, you know what actually Colson. happened there is he got caught watching the fucking previews that they always have on in those block block That's blockbusters. It. He's looking up at one of those TVs like true lies, huh? You wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> I'd, and I would definitely download one. <laughs> would you? If I could, yes. Yeah, I would too, actually. <laughs> 3D print a car. Yeah, look, right. if I had the resources for you, bet your ass I would. Mm, for sure. Um... Yeah. Anything else in this section you want to mention? Um, the the film's biggest tension, and I say biggest tension, it only really comes up this one time, but it's the only tension I could find in the movie, okay. is that uh, that moment where you're like, is this where it happens? Is this where Nick Fury loses his eye? <laughs> right. Because like this scene and the the following scene with Fury are both just like, oh god, he's got. Big old cut on his eye from this car crash. Is mm. this it? Is this where he gets the eye patch? And then it never comes up again. Nope. And it's like, I, I feel like as a prequel mm. where we know what is going on in this world, mm-hmm. we know you know where events lead in twenty years time or so. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not that many things that can really get you uh, super invested in the outcome. Like you know, Captain Marvel's going to be alive because she has to be there for Endgame. Right. Uh, we know Nick Fury survives. We know Coulson survives. Uh, we know all these people survive. And we know the Earth is mm, probably not infested with Skrulls. Maybe. Mm. I guess that's the. I guess that's the only other tension is that at this point in the movie, we're trying to stop a Skrull invasion. Yes. We don't know for sure that that has failed. Right. Um, but really, for me, the entire tension for a lot of this movie was: is this. This is where the eye thing happens, right? I really would have liked them to have, have <laughs> in every scene, something happens to his eye. Just something like, new just happens. Just so many close calls. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of amazed they had the restraint to do it once. Right. Uh, like, it seems like a missed opportunity, but who the hell am I? <laughs> he's just, uh, I don't know, in the kitchen, washing his hands, and he just gets water in his eye, and he's like, oh, shit. I got- my doctor told me not to get water oh, in my God. eye. <laughs> Just like every now and then, there's just something happening with his eye until, you know, the thing happens. What thing? Veers utilizes a scroll crystal containing her lost memories and begins recollecting them. She dresses in a civilian outfit she stole from a display and steals a motorcycle to drive to Pancho's Bar in the nearby town of Rosamond. Fury and Keller, who at this point have been compromised by Talos, Talos take possession of the deceased scroll, and while performing an autopsy, Keller authorizes Fury to work with Veers and eventually hand her in shield custody. That was a Mr. Weird. Word there. Yeah, Fury a- <laughs> finds Veers at the bar and now fully convinced that the scrolls are a threat. The two question each other to ensure that they are not scroll imposters. Fury takes her to the Joint Dark Energy Mission Facility, or the JDEMF, 
in Nevada <laughs> to confirm Veer's claims of her origins on Earth. She learns that she was a fighter pilot for the United States Air Force, also known as the USAF, uh, alongside a, f- a fellow comrade, Maria Rambeau, both under the tutelage of Wendy Lawson for Project Pegasus. What does Pegasus stand for? Huh? It's got dots in between it. Obviously, it means something. Do you know? Uh, it's an acronym is what you're trying to say? Yes. Pegasus stands for, let me see if I can like work this one out, potential. Yes. Energy? Yes. Guys, group, group? Yes. Ah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Potential energy group is as good as I can get. Potential energy group, alternate sources, United States. That's dumb. It doesn't sure even is. mean anything. Super <laughs> dumb. God damn it. That's real dumb. Veers recognizes Lawson as the woman murdered in her dreams and later learns later learns from Yonrog that she was a Cree named Ma Vell. Yeah, that one you do have to separate. You can't just you call her Marvel. To... No, 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 no. Who who would name themselves Marvel? No, that seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um Veers is typing has some real boomer energy. Alta Vista. Damn it. Wait, what? Alta Vista. Alta Vista is the search engine she's using. Oh. Oh, I thought you were just having a stroke. No, 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 no. Alta Vista. Good old Alta Vista. Way before Google. I'll be honest, this is before my time. Yes. Alta Vista. I don't even know what a computer was at this point. Maps. What about maps? You ever seen a map before? (laughs) Because she has a she has a map. Like a like a map like an atlas a physical type map? like a map. <laughs> physical fold out map. Yes, I've seen a map before. Mm. Sure is crazy. And then that that guy does. Uh, he he says smile for me, baby, or something like that. Yeah, he says, uh, "Got a smile for me." Yeah, 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 yeah. He does that every, thing that every woman loves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think every uh, what well, all the incels were like. Oh she doesn't God. smile. Oh or my something God. Like that. Look, uh, it it may seem a little bit on the nose. It may seem a lot on the nose, honestly. Mm. But uh, what Captain Marvel does here, Captain Marvel walks so that She-Hulk can run years later. <laughs> right, yeah. And exactly. you know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, I, yes, also am okay with that. That biker also deserved to be robbed because fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, um, who doesn't love an alien autopsy? You know, it's crazy how dumb movie ratings are like mm. if if that was a human with red blood <laughs> yeah no we can't have red that would be a fucking r-rated movie but because this is an alien with blue blood yeah purple but sure purple blue whatever fucking oh, blue yeah they just they can get away with it because they Oh, this is obviously PG thirteen because it's an alien and it's got different colored blood. Like f- ratings are fuck so fucking dumb. We'll get there with other movies later on, like more recent movies. Yes, uh, there's some uh, yeah. incredibly gory shit that goes on in more <laughs> if recent. If we talk ones about like, what the fuck multiverse of madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah, get there's there. some stuff. Yeah. Um, during said alien autopsy, we get Nick Fury, intergalactic pervert. <laughs> yeah. 
Why does he need to check out that scroll dong? Apparently that was Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? That makes sense. (laughs) That was his ad lib for that scene. (laughs) The worst part is that Talos was right next to him and he witnessed the whole thing. Right. (laughs) He's like, he tries to have this serious, like, uh, not like funerary moment with the scroll afterwards, like Mm -hmm. sending him off. Yeah. And he's just witnessed Nick Fury staring down the bedsheets at this fucking scroll cock. Like, uh, that's fucked up. It's, it's so funny. Um, We get uh, Only Happy When It Rains while yeah. she's on the bike. Cut to yep. Waterfalls. Uh-huh. Uh, we also get... Wait, is Waterfalls after she uh, has a little chat with Fury and they go to the base? Because in between that, yeah, actually, it must be because they've got a few notes between that. They've got there's a Street Fighter Two cabinet in that bar. There is, yes. And also, like for as little uh, character as Captain Marvel gets to display, grunge is a good look for Brie Larson. Hell yeah! I wonder. Um, I wonder <laughs> if there's a. Avengers vs. Capcom game in this universe. <laughs> and like, oh, that'd be weird. That, <laughs> surely not. Because like these people are war criminals and or war heroes. <laughs> right. I feel like it would be in bad taste. But uh, also that's never stopped Capcom before. There's a fucking Steve Rogers musical. Uh, anything can fucking, happen. Yeah, shit. That's like a World War II vet. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> When do I get my um, Saving Private Ryan musical? Any day now. Surely <laughs> that's, that's like the fictional version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely they're uh, running out of ideas. They've got to we got to turn something into that, a musical. Th- that Saving Private Ryan IP that they have. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's uh, it's just stagnating. No one's doing anything with it. That's it. Uh, it's this scene in the bar with Fury that we get Mr. Schufer's. Mr. Snoofers. Oh, yes. The His cat? Cat, yeah. I want to say cat because Fury is clearly a cat person. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like it's a dog. I don't know. Mr. Yes. Snoofers does sound like a dog name, but also- The animal Fury has a name and it's very weird. Person. Mr. Um, Snoofers. We also get the uh, fun fact that Nick Fury <clears throat> can't eat diagonally cut toast, um, <laughs> uh-huh. which I sent you a message when I saw this. I'm like, hang the fuck on. That's really specific. There's no- point in the mcu where nick fury eats toast is there because like <laughs> apparently there is. that's so fucking strange and then i look back and yeah he's eating toast in age of ultron the one scene where he shows up for that movie yes and it appears that it's cut diagonally <laughs> it does um what the implications of this are i couldn't say for sure because uh we've got some other information coming up mm-hmm. that uh, maybe you know, he's just changed we've, his we've mind some conflicting over these. We got some conflicting information. Yeah, maybe he grew as a person exactly. uh, in the twenty years between Captain Marvel and Age of Ultron, and you know, got over his weird diagonally cut toast thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's a fucking scroll. Is this where they talk? Is this where Fury says that everyone calls him Fury, even his mum? Oh no, that's where uh, they no, get that, to. The... That's on the way into the base. This is yeah. where um, you know they're trying to prove to each other <laughs> that they're not scrolls, and then uh, Fury goes to Veers. How do I know you're not a scroll? And she blasts the jukebox with her fucking yeah. photon beams. And he's like, 
What does that tell me? I don't know anything about skulls. They could do that. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. She's like, no, uh, they can't do that. And then he just goes, <laughs> like, oh, I all right. I, I guess I have to believe you. <laughs> Fair and enough. And then we get waterfalls. <clears throat> and then we get waterfalls. Um, yeah, quite the soundtrack. I, I like this kind of... Fury and and Carol have good rapport. They have they, yes. They have fun scenes together, and they they do have chemistry. Unlike Yonrog, <laughs> Yonrog does also doesn't have a good name. So like, <laughs> right? Yonrog's got a lot of things working against him. <laughs> doesn't have a cool name like Fury. Yeah, I mean, look, Fury goes on this whole thing about no one calls me Nicholas, no one calls me Nick. It's always Fury. Yeah. I wish my, my mom kids, called me they'd something. Call me Fury. I wish my mom called me something cool like Fury. She doesn't even call me on my birthday, you know. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ! Bitch. God damn. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, real hours here. Okay. Fury reports the location to Keller, and a posse of agents led by Keller arrive, including Colson. Upon realizing that Keller has been compromised by Taylor's the whole time, <laughs> Fury goes rogue with Viz. Colson allows the two to escape. Motivated to seek answers from Rambo, Fury, and Viz, accompanied by Goose, a cat who they encountered at the facility, hijack a quad jet to the Rambo residence in New Orleans, Louisiana. Both Rambo and her daughter Monica are surprised to see Viz still alive. The two identify Viz as Carol Danvers, a fighter pilot who was seemingly killed with Lawson in a test flight gone awry. Wow, who'd have guessed? They also identify Goose as Lawson. And Danvers' pet. Talos and Norax arrive at the Rambo residence only to negotiate a temporary alliance after Talos reveals that he was in possession of a black box from the plane crash. Talos reveals that Danvers has been deceived by the Kree and that the Skrulls are simply homeless refugees constantly on the run from the Kree on the brink of extinction. Um, so before we get into all of that, because that mm. is just a lot right there. It's a very eventful couple of scenes, that one. It is. Um, I like the line, you look like somebody's disaffected niece. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's such yeah. it's such a good observation. It's so true. It is true. Yeah. Uh, and Fury gets to do some like classic spy shit before realizing that Veers can just she bust can just down blast doors with her fucking laser yeah. hands. I've seen, I feel like I've seen this the tape finger trick, finger t- mm-hmm. fingerprint trick in a bunch of movies. I don't know if it actually works. Like if that's something you can actually do. I think, <coughs> I think it does. Like the, the theory behind it is that the tape picks up the oil and dead skin that's left behind by a fingerprint. Yeah. And like, I, I can't, the logic behind it says, in my brain says that, yeah, that must work because, you know, there's, there's reasons. There's reasons it would work, Aaron. <laughs> Don't mm. understand. I mean, it, it makes sense in my head, but what, whether it actually does work. I don't say? come across that many uh, fingerprint scanners. Nope. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a failing of my life. Uh, I really need to fix that, yes. Uh, you come across more scanners. Mm-hmm. Goose. In the comics, Captain Marvel's cat is named Chewie after Chewbacca from Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope is what this says. Why? <laughs> Just specifically that one. He wasn't in any other ones. In not, this not film, not the Chewie from the other ones. No. In this film, the cat was named Goose after Goose Bradshaw from Top Gun. 
Uh, Brie Larson is allergic to cats, so her scenes involving Goose were filmed with a puppet or computer-generated effects. Goose is played by four different very professional cat actors named Reggie, Gonzo, Archie, and Rizzo. Now, these cats all have their own individual IMDb pages, and you can go and you can see... What the fuck? All of the movies these cats have been in. Wow. Any any good ones? Uh, let's see. Also, uh, like while you while you're doing that on the fly research, uh, um, I like Goose as a uh, change from the comics. Like Chewie's obviously a very good name for a cat, uh, especially for a character with such uh, strong ties to space and the cosmic stuff. But also with the uh, characters, you know, so strongly tied to the American Air Force, Goose just ooh. makes sense. Goose is a good exactly. name. Exactly. Yeah. Um, these cats, even though they do have IMDb pages. I've only ever been in Captain Marvel. I mean, shit, it's more <laughs> than I've got, so I can't really yeah. can't really argue. I've got an IMDb page. Yeah, well, you would. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You're on the level of these cats, so good for you, I guess. <laughs> Yay! Always wanted to be on the level of a cat named You're- Rizzo. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah. I mean, Gonzo also is a really good. Um, the Muppet ones, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, obviously. Uh, I love a good, insane scribbling journal. Uh, the props mm-hmm. department, good work on that. You did good. Yeah. Um, she crashed a ship during an unauthorized test flight and killed a pilot, you say. Wow. If we didn't already have the answer to all of this spelled out already, this sure would be a mystery. Uh-huh. <coughs> yeah, like, I feel like at this point, this is where Carol can figure it out. These, they're all, all the pieces were already yep. there, but this is like the thing. This is the missing piece mm-hmm. where you put the piece of the puzzle in and you're like, oh, it's a donkey. Um, and she, she doesn't figure it out right this second, but in the <laughs> no. next scene, she well, goes. Until she gets another piece. Yeah. She, in, the, in the very next scene, she goes, I think, I think I was the pilot. It's not until she has. That final puzzle piece, and also is looking at the picture of the puzzle on the back of the box that she knows mm-hmm. what it is. Exactly. And the picture on the back of the box is a fucking photo with her in the background. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Lawson being Marvel, that's a neat change. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, obviously, in the comics, being the original Captain Marvel. Um, yes. Died of cancer? Is that my remember? I'll take your word. I'll take your word for it. I don't actually know. Like, I think he was like the first big uh, hero death that stuck in that in the Marvel Comics universe in the six one six. Okay, um, I remember that being a big thing. Death of Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, I I recall seeing this comic cover. It's like a blackboarded. All of mm-hmm. the heroes are around this big statue of death that's cradling Captain Marvel. It's all very nice. very morose. Um, yeah, uh, Marvel is not the most entertaining character in the comics. I'm glad uh-huh. we went just straight to Carol Danvers for this, yes. even though uh, movie Carol also, Danvers doesn't get a lot to do. Also, not much of her personality yet. That's yeah. the thing. Like, uh, I mean, part of me wonders if we went for the whole. Well, okay, maybe not the whole Carol Danvers arc of going from nobody to Warbird to binary to Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel, right? 
you know, maybe there would be some character growth there, but that's a lot of time. We ain't got that time. We got fucking uh, just over two hours. It's, I think it's just a bad, they just made a bad choice to have her, you know, in a, in a movie that's supposed to introduce this character that's supposed to be like a huge part of the MCU going forward. To have the introduction of the character be for the character itself as well. To, to to have her basically not know who she is and then um, have her try and figure it out the whole movie because it, it just doesn't, like... It doesn't give her any room to do anything. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't start with a personality. She has to grow one halfway through. And even then, by that point, we got to wrap this up. Her, yeah, like, by the, her per- personality at that point just becomes... I have superpowers and I can fly. That's her personality because there's still no room to actually give her a personality. Um, that and the world keeps trying to tell me no and fuck that girl power, right. etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, I think they just made a, a bad choice uh, structuring the movie the way they did. Yeah. And- it's Like, I I can totally see what they're going for. You want to introduce a character to an audience uh, in a way that, like, where you're not doing too much exposition that feels out of place. Right. And with an amnesiac character who's having, like, dream flashbacks, that's one way to, you know, deliver that exposition. Mm. But it doesn't make a lot of sense for the character. And also, if you want the character to be a character, you can't have them figuring out who they are for two-thirds of the movie. Exactly. Like, like, think about all the other solo movies. Like, Steve Rogers, you know, from the beginning, he's like, he's this he's goody a stand-up shoes. good guy. Yeah. He's like, even when he's not a strong guy, he's sticking up for the little guy. Yeah, Thor, you know, you know he's Iron a stuck-up prick. <laughs> like, Tony Stark is maybe the strongest characterization of someone within the first, like, ten minutes of one of these things. Yeah. You know um, what that guy's deal is. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, Hell, almost like even, straight away. Even like the MCU's actual first big name uh, female lead, or not lead, but female character, Black Widow. You get what her deal is. She's yeah. you know, very much all business, but she's all business in a way that is interesting because that business is not just, I am soldier, I shoot alien. Right. It's, exactly. I'm a spy and there's, I've got baggage. She has a background. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when you just introduce a character that's just like, I don't know who I am and, uh, you don't either. And, uh, I don't know how to figure it out very quickly into the movie. You do know, but I also still don't. <laughs> so, uh, have fun watching mm-hmm. me figure that out. Yeah. It's, um, it's yeah. frustrating. It is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's very frustrating to watch. Um, not frustrating to watch is Fury weeding out imposters. He's very good at it. <laughs> He is, yeah. Like, the second his boss calls him Nicholas, he just gives yeah. him the biggest side eye <laughs> with the eye that's going to be gone by the end of this movie. Um, yes. That should have been one of the moments. He just looks uh, too hard and he strains his eye. Taylor's gets fucking wrecked. Gets his, gets shot the fuck up and he just goes flying. But he does get to beat <laughs> up Fury for a little bit first. He does. There's this fun bit where he, like, throws him into the ceiling and then knees him on the way down. Mm-hmm. I like that move. Um, it's good. It's a good move. <laughs> pages were dumb, huh? I mean, I guess I never had a first-hand experience with a pager. I'm not a drug <laughs> dealer. 
Sames, but it's just like I don't understand what the point. You you get a thing and then a phone number shows up and then you have to go call that number. Like, yeah, it's what, basically why the a text fuck? message, but just telling you that you need to call this number. Yeah, like I don't understand why that's a thing. Uh, uh, we were we were just so like not that far off from text messages, but just far enough off. Right. It's just silly. Um, Colson Colson's a good guy. Uh, he is. I like that he, it's called out that he is a new recruit. Yes. And that he just did something incredibly risky, but it's like, that's a good show of his character. It doesn't mm-hmm. take a lot to really just, you know, hammer home what a, a character's personality and deal is. You can do it right. in a single scene. <coughs> mm-hmm. As long as, you know, the character knows who they are. Right. Um, is that a prototype Quinjet? Yeah, probably. I guess that's the way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Goose can't handle the G's. He gets stuck to a thing, and it's mm-hmm. very funny when yep. they're like blasting off. He's like stuck to the back of the fucking console. Yes. Uh, Ronan the Accuser has always been a prick. Yep. Can confirm. Yes. Fury has He's a really good. Ch- uh, that's let's another. Keep that shit to ourselves. Look like <coughs> fucking keep it together, man. Like uh, Ronan's definitely one of those things where it's like they just wanted to uh, rem- remember that guy. Like that's that's the only reason he's in this movie because he you know doesn't do cool? anything. Lee Pace. That could have could have been literally any Cree character. Didn't have to yeah, be. Yeah, but like think in terms of making this for a comic savvy audience, right? Mm. How many Cree characters of note are there? Well, none, but... Uh, there's, like, <laughs> three different Captain Marvels, and then there's right. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're going to have Ronan the Accuser. I guess. Even though he exploded that one time, that's why it's a prequel. Well, that can't be why it's a prequel. All the 90s <laughs> no. accoutrement has to be a good uh, good excuse for it. Yeah. Um, I will say, we already knew, like, anyone with half a brain knew what the whole backstory deal for Veers was mm-hmm. just from like the opening minutes. Yeah. But the actual backstory exposition, but with best friend emotion, that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Kind of could have done yeah. with that. All the, like, I was going to say hinting and foreshadowing, but it's a bit too obvious to call it either of those things. Right. Yeah. The, again, uh, yeah. Like her, the relationship between her and Monica is, is good. Maria. Oh, Maria. Sorry. Monica's um, the kid. Uh, well, that's the thing too, is like, <laughs> That that kid is like obsessed with Carol, like she's like she knows everything about Carol. She's going through the photos and telling her old photos. Yeah, this is your Halloween costume from when you were a kid. I'm like what? Yeah, Why like, do you know that? Like I, I'd be scared of that kid. I, I might have to like shoot her in the face because like one of the most powerful beings in the galaxy. I'm not freaked out, man. Would not trust that kid. <laughs> she knows too much. Um. <laughs> She knows too much. <laughs> she knows too much. Now, yeah. is this also the moment where we get the Veers, uh, like, dog tag reveal? Half a dog tag that says Carol Dan? Yeah. Yes. The yeah. dumbest justification for any name ever. It's very, very... Could have called a Dan. <laughs> Could have called a Dan. Could have called a Furs, <laughs> and it would make more sense. Because at least, like, you don't say Carol Dan Veers... Dan Dan Veers. That Ooh, just that's a fancy hurts name, my that mouth one. to say. Dan, Dan Veers. Veers. 
um, she could do a lot more than make tea with those <laughs> hands. Someone, <laughs> I think it's Talos who says the line, uh, before you start swinging those jazz hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that might be the best verbalization of please don't fucking hit me. Mm-hmm. Supercharged fire hands. Mm-hmm, it's also what mm-hmm. they called here at some point. Uh, yeah, creepy mum mimicry with the scroll outside. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Um, <laughs> Talos doesn't know where she's going to stick her foot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I need you to spell it out for me. Your Do ass. scrolls have asses. I guess they have dicks, so. Okay, they got something down there. We don't know it's a dick. Nah, I'm pretty sure it's a dick. I do like the whole, um, you know, you got to trust me now. You've impersonate, you've been impersonating people this entire time. Why would I trust you? He's like, yeah, that's a fair point. I love Ben. Look, Ben Mendelsohn in this scene again, just being Aussie as shit. Just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. He's, he's like, just, he's like so done. Just, he's just, just trying some fucking to. Slack lady. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's been a rough fucking decade. Yeah. Um, uh, loading. They're sitting at the computer and it has to load the thing. I do so like the scrolls is... looking at each other like, God, human technology is so <laughs> fucking slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the eject lever in the flashback mm-hmm. actively makes that crash more dangerous by removing the cockpit, like, shell. Okay. Like, the, the, the sheets, the, the fucking seats don't eject. They don't, no. They, just, yeah, the I, door comes off. Yeah. That and was, then you just get you know, water and shit whipping past you. It's supposed to come off and then the seats are supposed to come out, but they don't come out. So, yeah. yeah. <coughs> bad plane. Marvel's a bad scientist. This is how- Sorry, Marvel. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the opposite goose goose factor, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. he, he ended up dying, hitting that, hitting that thing. That's right. right. His seat goes in the fucking- Casey yeah. doesn't. That's right. Yeah. And it's real rough. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we get maybe, I'm going to spoil this a little bit, maybe my favorite thing in this movie, which is the reveal. Scrolls good? Right. <laughs> Question mark? I really like the, that they did this uh, because they could have just... Could have just made him the bad guys. They could have just They're called been scrolls. Fucking they could have just been the dark elves again if they, oh. if they wanted him to be. Right? They could have uh, just been the Chitauri. Like they could have just yeah, been exactly. evil alien force. They're the ones that don't look human, so you can easily distrust them. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, d- making them sympathetic and uh making them likable. <laughs> Uh, it's it's good. I like, it's fun. It's a good they, little twist. They, they don't even run it back all the way to scrolls are infallible good people. No, because like there's a bit later on where Talos says to uh, Carol, like this is a war. I'm stained with blood as well. You know, mm-hmm. this, we do what we have to do. Like, yeah, it, that's a realistic look at it. This this is a war. There are shades of gray, but when you look at it from the outside. The Kree are trying to do a genocide. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, objectively, bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
This yeah, is also where we this get is the flashback where... of her getting the fucking Tesseract energy in into a fucking face. That's where we get the the Marvel name as well. She she says her name's Marvel. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah. Not Marvel. But uh damn that that science guy, poor fella. Oh yeah, he gets it real fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like was in orbit too hard, science guy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Poor science guy. Um the the she changes a suit by yep. just moving moving Monica moves her fingers around on the thing. Don't know how that works. Uh kind of love it though. So uh, many red, of, white, and blue comic book characters, you know? They really are. Uh, thankfully, Captain Marvel is red, gold, and blue, which is very different. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, you get oh, you do get, like, the full-on white with green suit, which is, like, an inverse of the uh, starting suit, I guess. So, while Monica Rambeau is choosing a new color for Carol Danvers' suit, we can see many references. A, a red and yellow suit, the colors worn mm-hmm. by DC's Captain Marvel, currently known as Shazam. Mm-hmm. A black and golden suit, the colors of Carol Danvers' and Miss Marvel suit. And a white and green suit, the classic Kree armor suit, colors in the comics. Yeah, lots of cool little references there. Although, the, the Miss Marvel one, I think, is tenuous at best, simply because, right. like... With that suit, those colors don't mean a ton. Right. It's got to be that suit, but with like the lightning bolt thing that you know, yes. Ms. Marvel yeah, has. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool little thing. The final like suit with those colors, it's a good look. It's a good looking suit. Yeah, it's a good looking suit. Um, I'm trying to remember what. Okay, without spoiling. <laughs> Without spoiling future things, mm. we do see Carol again. Yes. After Endgame. Correct. Is she wearing a suit? I do not recall off the top of my head, but I'm sure I can find out relatively quickly thanks to the power of the internet. Because mm. I'm uh, surely she has a new suit in uh, The Marvels. <laughs> Uh, you would have to assume so. Yeah, she's got like a short sleeve sort of deal going on. Hmm, okay. It could be the same uh, outfit, just with the sleeves rolled up. Interesting. I'll have to look that up for myself later. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, will, I look forward to seeing how the suit evolves. It is one of my favorite things of this franchise is just seeing how costumes change and grow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, upon hearing the recording from the black box, Danvers finally recollects the memory of what happened. The assassination was organized, uh, orchestrated by none other than Yon Rog, who had uncovered Marvel's deception. Marvel instructed Danvers to destroy the energy core, powering the lightspeed engine, but in an attempt to destroy it, Danvers gained cosmic abilities after absorbing the energy from the exploding engine. With no recollection of her memories, Yonrog was authorized by the Supreme Intelligence to train her into becoming a Kree operative. Uh, Talos confides in Danvers that Marvel was actually a Kree double agent who was attempting to help the Skrulls by testing the lightspeed engine. 
which can help them flee Cree occupation forever, and that the black box and Danvers' memories contain the coordinates to a former laboratory cloaked in Earth's orbit that Marvell had used, containing the last of the Skrull refugees, as well as the energy core that powered the engine. Yes. Um, although uh, we don't we don't know about the refugees yet. No, not until not until we arrive. But uh, science guy fucking eats it. <laughs> he does. He this guy. He, he just wanted. He just likes science. He's just a science guy. Wow, poor science guy. Then he gets shot. How does shit run? Tell you what. All you because got- he doesn't know the intricacies of uh, <coughs> Carol Danvers's blood transfusions. <laughs> right. You got, you got to make the bad guy the bad guy now. She's got to shoot the already weak guy laying on the ground. Uh, yeah, Yon-Rog. look, they, they do sell it fairly well. Yonrog is a dickbag, <clears throat> but up mm-hmm. until this point, he hasn't done anything overly villainous. Right. There you go. There's your villainous act. <laughs> there it is. Um, I have, wait, have we gotten to the point where they start the mission? Like where they're flying... Up to the place. That's what I'm trying to figure out here next day. Because I do like the conversations that happen on that ship. There's the uh, what's a cat moment. No, we haven't got there yet. The next day, Yonrog arrives on Earth to confront Danvers. He quickly realizes that the Danvers he was communicating with was Norex and swiftly executes him. Science guy. Swiftly executes him upon learning of the laboratory orbiting Earth and learning that the source of the energy core is the Tesseract. Danvers, Fury, Talos, Maria, and Goose take the quadjet quadjet to the laboratory, and Talos is reunited with his wife and daughter. Danvers finds the Tesseract, but the Star Force ambush them and place Danvers under stasis to confront the Supreme Intelligence. In a final conversation with the Supreme Intelligence, Danvers removes the inhibitor that has been limiting her full power potential and engages in an all-out battle with the Star Force. Fury realizes that Goose is actually a flurkin and witnesses her abilities firsthand after she swallows the Tesseract and several Kree soldiers echoing an earlier scene where Talos expressed fear of flurkins and insisted that Goose was not a cat. In the battle for the Tesseract, Danvers overpowers Korath, Bronchar, and Atlas while the scrolls escape on the quadjet no, no, with Rambo <laughs> and Fury. In the process, Talos is shot by Yon-Rog, rendering him inoperable to fight. Okay, so you said quadjet, right? Yes. So that that must be a prototype quinjet because that... quad four quin five. Exactly. Great, cool. Glad we settled that. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, so they're flying here, and they're talking. They're trying to get um, Talos to like turn into other things. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Can you turn into a cat? What's a cat?" <laughs> he's so over. Meanwhile. His- the fucking cat is right there. Right. He's just fucking, he's just, he's so sick of these people. Why would I want to turn into a filing cabinet? Uh, Fury asks him to turn into a, um, uh, what's the, what's the plant that eats? Oh, a Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap. I would have loved it if Taylor's turned into an Audrey too, you know? (laughs) He just does that and starts singing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I do like that he goes into the intricacies of shape-shifting. Like, yes, physiologically, we can all do it, but it takes a certain, you know, panache. you got to mm-hmm. have some talent behind it. Yeah. Like, kind of jeez himself up a little bit. Like, you know, it's not just a thing that we can all do. Like, we can. <laughs> you, you can do it, but you got to practice. you gotta get. you got to get good. 
you know, there's doing it and then there's doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, bro. Yeah. Um, re- Tesseract. Remember the Tesseract? I do. It's Every here. day. It's here again. Finally. It's back. Um, where, where does the Fonz lunchbox come from? Um, okay, so I think Marvel just had a thing for human bullshit because she's okay. got a bunch of troll dolls and like those stringy koosh balls. Okay, yep. Yeah, so she's got a bunch of random uh, 90s human memorabilia up there, including right. a Happy Days lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, with the Fonz on it. And a Space Invaders pinball machine. Yes. Which, you know, haha, Space Invaders, funny. Good one. I literally didn't even think about it today, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit on the nose, you're right. Um, Yeah, this this thing with her talking to the uh, Supreme thing again. Um, Wait, are we up to that? Yeah, we t- we talked we talked about it, didn't we? I don't think so. It's in the process of shot around there. Oh, maybe. To, to, yeah, yeah, we talked about it. A lot of this runs together. She finds it. She's yeah. In the final conversation with the supreme intelligence, Danvers removes the inhibitors. Oh yeah. Limiting. Yeah, yeah. We talked about. It. Um, it's good. She she's realized she's finally here. She's finally given in. She's finally realized everything we've known since the beginning of the movie. She's uh, self-actualized. Yes, she's the Captain Marvel. And also, like, the fucking Supreme Intelligence gets new digs, gets new clothes, new music. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's fucking feeling it, too. She loves it. Uh, is this Come As You Are? Is it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. I like that song a lot. <laughs> Sames. Um, you know what I hate is when she tries to punch the Supreme Intelligence in the face and it just goes through <laughs> her mouth. <laughs> Yeah, just like, uh, yeah, it goes in, into her face. Like, like it's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the Supreme Intelligence is just cool with it. Like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, good try. There's a conversation about um, how much of a threat humans are. There's a threat detector, specifically, a piece yes. of gear. Right, and the humans are like just. I love that humans are just human, zero threat to anybody in the universe. Human male specifically, <laughs> right? Absolutely, it means absolutely nothing to anyone. Uh, incredible. And Fury's just like this shit. Must be fucking malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. We get a uh, another CG floaty Carol here too. She like uh, when she's talking to the intelligence, she, she like floats. Yeah, like her physical body starts floating off the ground and stuff. Yeah, it goes through like a mirror water thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. She goes uh, into she the sees fucking, a reflection. The sunken something. place. Yeah, yeah, she goes into the sunken place. Uh, and she's, yeah, like a fully CG Carol. Huh. Um, doesn't look amazing either. But Yeah, no, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. Again, did not occur to me in the moment, but thinking <laughs> back, yeah. No, I could see that. Uh, those uh, those Wi-Fi handcuffs seem like a dumb idea. The power just cuts out and they don't don't work anymore. Yeah, no. Look, the Cree have a lot of really <laughs> cool technology, but uh, they spent too much time asking if they could and not if they should. <laughs> right. 
Uh, but hey, you get the the fun hero shot as Carol like busts out and glows like fucking space Jesus. Yeah, good stuff. Girl power. Good <laughs> girl power. She's just a girl. <sighs> yep. In a rage, Yon Rog authorizes Ronan and the accusers to dispatch Kree ballistic missiles at Earth to kill Danvers and the Scrolls. Danvers destroys destroys the missiles. And one of the Kree warships prompting the accusers to retreat. Min Erva, the last operable uh, Star Force member, intercepts the quad jet to the Mojave Desert, but Rambo shoots her down. Yon Rog arrives on Earth and challenges Danvers to a duel, but she instantly incapacitates him with a photon blast and sends him back to Hala with a warning for the Supreme Intelligence declaring war. Hala. Sorry. Hala. Every time someone says Hala, I, I need to. I mean, yeah, my no. brain does it. That makes sense. Uh, man, we're really blasting through this end part because, like, I totally spaced on that entire, like, action sequence with uh, Just a Girl, which is a lot of fun. I don't know that there's anything, like, super interesting happening in that scene. No. But I do like that um, Carol, once she's, like, off the chain, yeah. she is, like, kind of goofy and clumsy and, like, oh, wow, I'm actually super powerful. I don't know how right. fucking strong I am kind of yes. deal. Yeah. That stuff's fun. That should have happened like two hours ago. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I I feel like that decision to have most of this movie be like her soul searching, mm-hmm. like inadvertently, I guess, um, might be the biggest mistake because it does a lot of it does a lot of harm. Like yeah. Captain Marvel herself doesn't get to be a character for a lot of it. Nope. And then the film itself doesn't really have stakes that you can really believe in until the last act. Yeah. It's now a like refugee story. Right. Yeah. It's uh, the more I think on it, the less happy I am with that particular decision. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I do like the flurkin with its fucking gross tentacles. Uh, and uh, there's a, a very similar scene to the Groot hallway scene from Guardians Where of the Galaxy. people, yeah, and yeah. throws them around. It's like it's pretty much the exact same thing, but with tentacles. Korath is just seeing this. Korath sees Groot do this in Guardians <laughs> One, and he's just having horrible flirk and flashbacks. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, oh exactly. god, it's cats again. <laughs> Um, I like uh, Talos's little call out, just like Havana, the thing that gave him away as Fury's boss earlier, mm-hmm. uh, is now like a little sign of trust between the two. Right, that's nice. Um, Maria Rambo gets to do some cool Top Gun shit, which is great. Yeah, that. very good. Carol punches a ship. Yes, she <laughs> she's flies got at the... her and just fucking uppercuts a fucking spaceship. She got the flame mohawk. Yeah, and it, it cool. looks really fucking cool. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. She's having a good time. She gets a victory um, lap, which is, it's cathartic. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's well-earned, but it is definitely cathartic. She's having a fun, she's having a fun time here. She's she's blowing shit up. Uh, this is this is what I wanted for most of the movie. We, we, we get it in the last, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, a part of me wonders if that is the issue with having a character as powerful as Captain Marvel, because... Mm. They'll go on the record multiple times from this point onwards being like, no, Captain Marvel's the fucking real deal. She is super powerful. God damn. Right. Uh, 
And I'm interested to see how they run an entire movie with someone that powerful at their full mm-hmm. power right. uh, when the Marvels comes out. Because this one, they've kind of gotten around that with the inhibitor disc and <clears throat> her not really knowing what side she's on and who she is. And well, that's the only way that this particular plot point works. From what I've heard of the plot of the Marvels. It's a weird fucking body switch and Freaky Friday thing, isn't it? Exactly. So, so I guess that's how you get around it. Exactly. She's not going to have her powers for a lot of the movie. Yeah. So I guess other I people guess are going to have them. Because so. so far we've only seen her fully powered for one act of one movie. And we haven't even talked about that here. And we won't talk about it until next week. Right. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Hey, sequel setup, which is weird. Ronan the Accuser saying, we'll yeah. be back for the weapon. And the guy's like, the, the power source? And he's like, no, the, the woman. woman. But then he's fucking uh, dead, so no, who you cares won't. what he says? <laughs> he won't be back for shit. I just put, uh, no, you won't. This line means nothing. It's so weird. Like, it's so very clearly sequel bait yeah. from a character who dies. Exactly. Between now and whenever anything could possibly happen. <laughs> Why have you done this? Like, it's such an easy thing to not do. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do it like that? You could have you could have the Supreme Intelligence say this. Right. And then it would actually be like, oh, yeah, shit's coming. But having Ronan the Accuser say this is like, bitch, you're dead. You've been mm. dead. They do... Uh, so there's a, a shot where Carol's falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. She's, like, passed She does out. the Hulk thing and, like, uh, yeah. centers herself. Right. Um, again, fully fully CG Carol here, and they get up real close to this one. Yeah. They do a full close-up on this thing. If you had showed um, me any of the ones that you've called out, this is the one where I'd be like, well, obviously that's CG. Right. Um, surely they could have at least put a face in there or something. I don't know. It's it Again, it doesn't look great. But um, a lot of the like flybys and close shots on Carol's face when she's flying around in space don't mm-hmm. look great, but there are a lot of explosions to sort of detract from that. Right. This bit where she's zooming up on the Earth and the camera's zooming up behind her and it's like closing in on her face, it's not. It's not great. No. I love that Yon Rog knows he has zero chance against her and just tries to talk his way into a fist fight. Yeah, like, the only way I could possibly win is one-on-one, hand-to-hand, no powers. Let's do this. Debate me. Doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, Yonrog is an interesting villain in that he fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, And he sucks badly. He knows he sucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had some good villains in the MCU. Yonrog is not one of them. He's barely in the movie. At he most, doesn't do anything. Like, he's in the movie just enough to remind you that he's a fucking cunt. Right. Like, exactly. He's no one of any significance. No. He fucking sucks. I want to punch him in the face. I'll give you that. Like, yeah. that's the, the best thing I could say about this villain is, man, he's easy to hate. Sure. He is. So, yeah. so in that sense, he does his job well. And the whole... Uh, debate me finale where it gets fucking blasted into the rocks. Yeah. Perfect. That is the way to do that. We've already had our big, like, display of power. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Captain Marvel's gone and blown up all the missiles and scared the, the accusers off. This is it. Yep. We're good. Tell, uh, she says, tell the Supreme Intelligence I'm coming to end it. That's, did she? Guess, did she even do that? Also, Yon Rog's just out there somewhere still. I mean, it's just maybe he can come back as a better villain. Uh, maybe. Like Hopefully. Jude, I like Jude Law. Same. There's like potential there. You just mm-hmm. didn't have it in this movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She definitely says that I'm I'm coming to I'm coming to get you, and then Ronan's like, "We'll come back and get you," and then she we'll talk about it in a bit. She uh-huh. ends the movie being like, I'm going to escort these refugees to the other side of the fucking galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be back for Thanos. Yep. In the aftermath, uh, Goose claws and blinds Fury's left eye while his guard is down. The scrolls take is. temporary shelter at the Rambo residence, but Talos begins to recover from his injuries. Before Danvers departs Earth with the scrolls to find them a new home, she hands Fury a modified transmitter pager to call her in the event of an emergency. While drafting the Protector Initiative, Fury, upon learning that Danvers' call sign was Avenger during her time in the Air Force, renames it to the Avengers Initiative in her honor. So, fuck you, Captain America. Carol <laughs> Danvers, the first, the first Avenger. Avenger. Technically not, though, because <laughs> this was 40 years after Captain America. You are, you are, yes, but like... <laughs> No, no, I understand, but also, no. No, no, you can't take this from Captain America. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I'm i not trying to do it. I'm not trying to do it. Uh, it Marvel. Sounds like you're trying. People have made this movie. Trying to do it. Anyway, uh, there it is. We have the eye scene. It I love happened. how mundane it is. Yeah. Fury set this up ages ago. <laughs> the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And, and he's then- not wrong. He's not wrong, but a fucking cat clawed it. Like that, an alien cat. Yeah, Still. slightly more significant. Sure. He seems so nonplussed by it as well. Like he does. He's washing the dishes later on, and his his eyes all fucked up. It's like, yeah. This will this will be fine. He's singing, and he he has a, a lovely singing voice. Of course he does. But like his fucking eye is all jacked up. Hmm. Um. Space pager. Yep, Space Pager. Uh, love it. Hey, you know what you and I both love? What? Loose clothing over super suits. Yes. Why I do the love that. fuck is Carol's like a leather jacket not on that costume until the very end? I don't know, but it should be there forever. It really should. It looks so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need more jackets over super suits, goddammit. I agree. And hoodies. Um, I wish I could fly. That'd be great. Yeah, just I mean, take off like that. It'd be all right. You'd have to have like a suite of powers because if you just get the flight, you can really only fly as fast as you can run. Otherwise, your fucking skin starts tearing off your body or some shit. Mm, that's true. You do have to be strong as well. Yeah, and you'd have to have really good lungs. Otherwise, you could only fly a certain height and then you just get people throwing shit at you because, like, of course they would. I mean, the height thing doesn't worry me. Like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fly it however high I can breathe. Sure. But if that's any distance to where someone can, like, throw a thing or shoot you with a thing, they will do so because people are fucking jerks. I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if, if I'm flying and I have super strength. Okay, yeah. That's what I mean. You, you can't just have the flight. You have to have a bit of everything. Yeah, so obviously you have to, have to have an extra thing. Yeah, yeah it I, can't I just be the flight, unfortunately. No, no, no. 
Um, there's some uh, Monica Rambeau shadowing in there. Yes. We got uh, the comment that if you want to follow her, you'll have to, what is it, glow, shine, shine just yeah. as bright. Something like that, yeah. Something very on the nose and like, oh, yeah, it's going to be... She's going to be a thing. Question. Yes. She's flying ne- next to the ship, right? Uh-huh. And then her and the ship light speed away. Uh-huh. Does she, can she go, can she do light speed or is she, is it her being next to the ship? Is I she being say- pulled along with the ship in the wake of its light speed? I want to say that she can do light speed simply because she has the power of the Tesseract, which was giving that light speed engine light speed. <clears throat> okay, sure. Like, if, if the light speed engine is getting its power from the Tesseract and she also gets her power from the Tesseract, that means in my brain that these two things should both have light speed powers, right? Okay, all right. Fair enough. There yep. you go. That's Analytical the brain. This is explanation for that one. I'm sure you'll get me next time. Next time, Gadget. Uh, uh, in an, hang on. In an alternate universe, next week we would be talking about Protector's Endgame. And that just does not have Protector's Endgame. Yeah, no. Yeah. That would... That's a bad name. I'm not sure that's a, a franchise seller. Oh, have you heard of Earth's Protectors? Earth's Mightiest Protectors? But, I mean, Avengers aren't Earth's Mightiest Avengers. They're Earth's Mightiest Heroes, right? Protectors. The Protectors. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, yes. Protectors of the Earth. Better than Defenders. I, I don't know. It's a bad thing. Um, I, 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 to Defenders, at least. No, I would say Defenders sounds Def- better. You're right. Protectors. Defenders is better. It, it rolls off the tongue a lot better. Yeah. Protector, it's, it's too much. We've got too many different noises going on. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, fuck this soundtrack slaps is my next note, which I guess <laughs> dovetails into yours. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hole. There we go. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, man, good, good soundtrack. Very good. Yeah. If it has anything, it has a good soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. in a mid-credit scene set in 2018, after Fury's death in the snap, several of the remaining Avengers, Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff, Bruce Banner, and James Rhodes, analyze Fury's retrieved pager at the Avengers compound, but the pager suddenly shuts down as the group discuss trying to find out who Fury was trying to contact. Danvers herself appears, asking where he is. In a post credit scene, Goose regurgitates the Tesseract on Nick Fury's desk while he wasn't in his office. Yep. Um, so that makes Ant-Man and the Wasp and also Captain Marvel uh, two movies where your mid-credit scene is significantly more important than your post-credit scene. Or even um, the movie before it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, yeah, no. Definitely. Uh, cats are gross. Cats we know this, gross. but... Uh, <laughs> uh, just... Ugh, disgusting. So much fucking slobber on that. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, hey, so Cap has clearly been boning up on his technology because he's throwing around words like reboot. <laughs> right. Like, this is a man who once looked at a computer panel and said, it seems to run on some sort of electricity. <laughs> so, he, yes. you know what? 
his time on the run, he's been doing his his research. He's been yeah, skilling up. Yeah, he's a uh, he'll yeah, he's he's probably Mr. Computer Man now. If this fucking uh superhero gig ever falls through, uh you know, Captain America, IT man coming to a workplace near you. Yeah, I guess so. Now Later he's going to go work in that fucking Apple shop that they fucking go to in Winter Soldier. <laughs> right. I'll take him there. Now we get to the part of the show where we talk about our Starks and our Stanks, what we liked and what we didn't like about this movie. Uh-huh. I have a <sighs> feeling I know what yours are going to be. Yeah, you probably do. Um, honestly, the Starks were hard for me. <laughs> I. This movie's fine. It does what it it's Does. entirely watchable, but there's nothing that really stand. Uh, there's a, a handful of things that stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you go last? Uh, look, I'll just. Go I, I went first last time. Yeah. Uh, my first stock is that the music's pretty good. Music's really fucking good. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree. My my first stock is very much uh, a play on that, which is ninety shit rules. Yeah, ninety shit does rule. Like. Oh. I, I love a good period piece, uh, mm. and, you know, the 90s, it's, we should really be doing more 90s stuff. Yeah, I feel like the 90s is coming back. It's got to be. We're in, uh, like, that 30, uh, that 25, 30-year time yeah. period where yeah. nostalgia starts to come up. I feel like fashion, like, uh, I see a lot of, like, 90s sort of inspired, like, shorts and shirts mm. lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, like, if I go to buy my kids' clothes... Uh, a lot of them, you know, there's probably things I would have worn in the nineties. They, they, sure. they look, they look very nineties. Yeah, um, no, I completely I can tell. So I, I can, I can uh, that. bring back video stores. There we go. Yeah. Bring back video stores, video bring renting, uh, wave of the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. 90 shit rules, blockbuster, mall rats, uh, street fighter two. Yep. Uh, and the music's really fucking good. If nothing else, I think that music is maybe my favorite part of this movie, which, you know, it's kind of not the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> On <It's>... retrospect. <laughs> no, no, there is one thing I like more than the music, and I'll get to that. All right. Well, my second stock is that the, the chemistry between Fury and Carol is pretty good. Like, yeah. They have a good rapport. They they get bantery with each other, joking around, uh, having a good time. Um, the the scene in the bar where they're just sort of interrogating one another, and then mm-hmm. the ride to the lab. The fury talk is a fun one. There's yeah. lots of good little chats between the two of them. Yeah. Um, my second stock is the twist that hey, the scrolls aren't like black and white evil. As a a fairly knowledgeable comic book reader Mm -hmm. going into this movie, it really seemed obvious what was going to be. I think this is one of the few things in the MCU that's actually surprised me as a a person who knows his comic shit. Yeah, the the MCU up until now has been, there's been certain things uh, that have happened, let's say in uh, Iron Man 3, where it's like, uh, they've switched yes. it. They've they've done something different with uh, things that are known from the comics. Yeah, they've subverted expectations. But yeah, like I agree. I, going into this, it was very much like, well, the scrolls are bad, and the scrolls are always bad. They're f- yeah, like have you seen them? The whole right. deal is that they shapeshift and impersonate people. That's a an evil power that mm. only evil people have. Look at Mystique. Right. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm with you there. Like, it, it is a very good twist. I, I, I was legitimate, legitimately surprised that they made the scrolls as, as sympathetic of a yep. race as they do. Like that's that's a that's a wild swing to take, and I think that one landed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what what didn't you like? What are your stanks? Okay, Let's... here we go. Buckle up. Um. So my first stank is. Like, as much as I like the 90s setting, mm-hmm. setting it in the 90s means they really can't do much with the world or characters because they need to end up where they end up in Endgame. Carol had to leave the fucking planet just so she wasn't around for the rest of the movies. Uh, I guess they they needed to figure out how Fury was going to lose his eye. I mean, he could have just not had it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it's just like... Um, they they really couldn't do much with the world. There were there wasn't going to be too many surprises because setting it before a lot of the other movies means that they really can't change too much. Uh, yeah, I uh, agree with that pretty hard. Like my first stink is that the film has a stakes issue until about yes. the final act, and yeah. that is largely in part because this is a prequel. We know where this world ends up. We know where these characters need to be. We know who lives. We know who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like you can make an argument that uh, early on, at least the stakes are that the scrolls take over and we have a secret sc- scroll society right. uh, ruling from the shadows. But then two thirds of the way through the movie, that turns out to not be the case. And now that's no longer the tension. The tension is, um, do these refugees survive? And now we're back to our uh, early problem where, you know, we know who survives, we know who doesn't. The yes. scrolls might not survive, but in terms of um, the Marvel Universe and the stakes within, it's not, it's not the biggest stakes in the world. It's fine, but it, it feels like they introduced those stakes way too late in the game mm-hmm. for it to really hit home. Yes. Very low stakes. Yes. That's what, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But like, also, it does have that prequel problem of you know we know where everyone ends up. We've just got to hit these beats, and like, it's all kind of predictable apart from the one thing. <laughs> right. So was that it? Was that one of your stanks? Uh, that was my first stank. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my second stank is, I mean, I've talked about it already, but by having Carol not know who she is for the majority of the movie, it means we also don't know who she is. Uh, so we don't really get any sense her personality beyond a few jokey lines. So she's just a shell of a character and everybody around her needs to progress the story for her and tell her where to go. Uh, it's a bad way to introduce a new character to this huge universe in, you know, their own solo movie where they're supposed to be like, Hey, look at this cool new character. And it's like, uh. yeah, it's uh, like, I'm not even sure if it's one step above origin movie. Because, mm. like, it's not really... We get the actual origin in a, a dream sequence to start with. We know what's going on. The right. character doesn't know. And the rest of it is the character figuring out the origin story. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's... Like, I didn't have a huge issue with it on watch. But right. now that you've pointed out, I don't think I'll ever unsee it. <laughs> right. Oopsie. Sorry. I mean, it's fine. It's still a... a an enjoyable <laughs> enough movie. Right. But uh, it's not one that I'm going to be looking back on and being like, that's a great story. 
No. Um, my second stank is just that our antagonist has some big men's rights activist energy, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, it's real, oh, you're too emotional. you got to keep your emotions under control. I'm trying to make you the best you that you can be. Right. Uh, debate me. Don't don't use your powers. Don't go full strength. Just fight me, though. Right. Yeah. Um, and, like, that works to the point where he's, like, really unlikable and you want him to get his shit rocked at the end. Mm-hmm. But as far as villains go, eh, it's not the most compelling thing in the world. We've no. had some really good villains lately. Yes, exactly. After... Well, yeah, after Infinity War, especially. We had, uh, we had Thanos, we had Killmonger, we had Vulture. Yes. Those are, those are fairly recent. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 really like this movie doesn't have a villain at all. <laughs> like, like it, there Rock are antagonists, but there is no villain. Yeah, right. And it's, the antagonists um, shift the entire time. At first, it's the scrolls, but then the twist happens, and then the antagonist mm-hmm. is the Kree specifically Yonrog and the Accusers, but the Accusers only show up to be like, we got missiles. <laughs> right. You want missiles? Ah, <laughs> uh, now then- it's time for the part of the show where we rank this movie, Captain Marvel. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out where we're going to put this thing. I really do um, appreciate you stalling for time as I get letterboxed up. <laughs> Where are we going to rank Captain Marvel starring Brie Larson, well, Samuel L. Jackson? I've, I've got it up. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to get, just read the list out? Go for it. All right. Our current ranking of the MCU. Number one, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number two, Thor Ragnarok. Number three, Iron Man 3. And now I'm just going to read the things out. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, The Avengers, Black Panther. Captain America the First Avenger, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Incredible Hulk, Thor the Dark World, and rounding us out at number 20, Iron Man 2. All right, so the 21st movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain Marvel, where do you think this belongs? Um, well, wellity, wellity, wellity. <laughs> <laughs> Do I think it's, Ooh. I, I guess the first question we have to ask is, does it meet the threshold for being fairly solid? Um, you know, no major glaring faults. Would it be enough to put it over Iron Man 1? It's a fine movie. But I'm not sure it's better than Iron Man 1. I don't think it is. I'm also not sure it's better than the first Thor. I agree. I'm not sure it's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. I agree. It's definitely better than Age of Ultron. I agree. <laughs> Good night, folks. No, that was, that was fast. <laughs> I, like, watching it, I had a really fun time. And the more mm. we talked about it, during the course of this podcast, the more I realize that while I do like a lot of things about it, like mm-hmm. I love the the aesthetic of the, the 90s accoutrements, the music, yeah. um, you know, Sam Jackson and Brie Larson have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. I love the twist. Yes. I, I like a lot of the action. 
there's just nothing that really like stands out as particularly competent. Uh, no, uh, and, I think it's and there's nothing that like kills it for me. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some flaws, uh, as we've said, the character not really being a character for most of it, the lack of yeah. stakes, the bad villain, like yeah, none of it's. I think the for the most part, it's very by the numbers. It's very like it's safe. It's very safe, except for you know making this. I mean, look if you're if you're someone who knows the comics, then it's maybe not because it's like oh the scrolls are uh, good it, guys. It's safe in a general movie going sense. Yes, exactly. I think, but like if you if you have no attachment to these characters or this world beyond the movies, then the scrolls being good guys are like well okay cool like that's just yeah, that's, that's just a plot just point another of the movie. detail of this world it's a twist yes. within the movie but it's not like groundbreaking right um and uh, yeah like i like brie larson i think she's she's cool she's a good actor uh mm-hmm. but she doesn't get to do much in this movie she she has almost no personality simply because her character doesn't know who she is it really is like a lot of this movie's issues really uh, stem from the starting point of Carol Danvers as V is yeah. an amnesiac who doesn't know where she, who she is or where she's from. Right. And it's like, okay, we're going to spend most of the movie figuring this out. But then we as the viewers who have literally an ounce of um, like literary comprehension, we know <laughs> what's going on. It doesn't right. take a lot. No, it's it's literally spelled out in the first like twenty minutes of the movie, like yeah. what where she's like, from. Like it's shot in a way that's supposed to make it mysterious, but it's not. No, it's yeah, really it's just, not. Um, it's it's a damn shame. Whereas like I can look at Ant Man and the Wasp and be like, okay, there's not a a super strong villain and nothing groundbreaking really happens, but it's a very fun time from start to end. And the villains that are there, I like them well enough. There's just yeah. so much going on that no one gets a chance to really shine. Like, like plot-wise, I would say plot-wise, maybe Captain Marvel is more interesting as a like as a plot. Yeah, like as a as a war story, like war is different shades of gray and not necessarily black and white. That kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely more interesting. But the way it's presented isn't particularly great, and it's and Ant Man and the Wasp has. Uh, like I said last week, like some of the most inventive, fun uh, yeah. uses of like scale and the action scenes are so much fun. Like compared to this movie, especially like yeah. Look, I, I'll go to bat for Captain Marvel and say that I enjoy the action sequences, but they don't really get to be inventive. Right. There's like a handful of neat things here and there where uh, fully powered Captain Marvel gets to strut her stuff, mm-hmm. but like it's not. It's not fun and interesting. It's just like, yeah, look at that. That was cool. Yeah. On to the next thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I think I've said all I need to say about Captain. It's it's a fine look. It's a good time. Yeah. It's just most not a good of these time that's going to occupy my brain for that long. Most of these movies are pretty good. Okay. Look, if uh, it is now going to be in the bottom five, but <laughs> but it's above those. Look, those the bottom four is the the, the real danger zone. Yes. Aha. Fucking air. <laughs> I Force see what reference. you did there. Um Yeah, like we've kind of gotten to this point where we've segmented the uh 
the, the ranking into three. We've got our top uh, thir- uh, top 14, right? Iron mm-hmm. Man and up that yes. are really good times. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily perfect, although some of them I would argue are very close. Right. They're, they're like good times. I will sit down and watch these movies and have a great time every time I watch it. Yeah. And then you've got your middle ground, Thor, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, which are like, I'll, I'll have them on in the background. I'll watch them dedicate but like, I'm never going to really think about them too much beyond the bounds of viewing them in the moment. Yeah. And then you've got the ones that I will think about constantly because they're just, they're flawed in really weird and interesting <laughs> ways. Sure. So this occupies that space of, it's good, but it's not like interestingly good and it's not mm-hmm. bad. So it's right. not interesting to talk about. Exactly. And yet we did it for two hours. So Yeah, we can waffle about fucking anything. <laughs> That's true. We can. Uh so there we go. So Captain our, Marvel. Our current list uh, our current ranking uh remains mostly unchanged, but with Captain Marvel sitting in number seventeen, uh just above Avengers Age of Ultron at eighteen, Incredible Hulk at nineteen, Thor the Dark World at twenty, and Iron Man two at twenty one. Which I think is fair. Like, so many of these movies are quite good. But Mm -hmm. it's... I just... I feel bad putting it in the bottom five. But there's 21 movies here. And 16 of them are quite good. (laughs) Uh The real question is... Next week... Where's Hawkeye? (laughs) Where the fuck is Hawkeye? Uh, We'll find out next week because... It's the big one. Avengers Endgame is finally. Uh, finally here. Though, not the end of Phase 3. No, strangely not the end of Phase 3. We have one more film after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a weird thing to do, but uh, that's how they segmented it. That's <laughs> that's what they did. Like Ultimately, so- it's arbitrary. We, can, we, as the consumer, can say when this fucking story arc ends. God damn that's it. That's true. Uh, so yes, next week, Avengers Endgame, three hours of Avengers action. Look forward to a six hour podcast. <laughs> Look forward to that. How, how, wait, how long is Captain Marvel? I'm going to have to take a fucking day uh, off to record this shit. <laughs> an hour, uh, two, two hours and four minutes for Captain Marvel. We, 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 it's two hours and two minutes, two minutes. Hey, yeah. You know what? That works. That's fine. We, you should have us on in the background as a companion piece. We <laughs> should do go. commentary tracks. Dude, li- I literally today, I was like, if we, we should do like, like we should, like if Just we riff tracks, watch like Fast and the Furious or something. You're talking uh, about, you know? Like we should do something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but uh, you have my <laughs> interest. <laughs> anyway. That's a thing we could talk about in the future. But for now, thank you for listening. This has been Captain Marvel. We'll see you again next week. The way you said it made it sound like you're Captain Marvel. I am Captain Marvel. Shazam! Bye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You think?
you think? 